Do you want to know exactly how to get clients from social media? I'm going to show you the exact social media traffic secrets that no one else is talking about. And actually, this is something I've never shared publicly before. This is from one of our Health for Live events, Behind the Curtains. I literally walk you through two frameworks that will change the way you think about how you market and how you look at how to get people off of social media into your world. If you want to grow your business, if you want to get more clients, regardless of how big or small your social media following is, this is for you. If you ignore this video, your business will suffer. Don't be a fool. Let's get into it and enjoy. Hey, welcome to the Healthpreneur Show. I'm Uriel Kim, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. You are listening to this because you are a health professional or coach who is committed and driven to growing a successful virtual practice or coaching business online. In these episodes, I'm going to give you the best of the best when it comes to marketing, sales, mindset, business growth in general to help you achieve those goals. So without any further ado, let's dive right in. So I'm going to be sharing something I call social media traffic secrets. And I'm going to share it in a way that you know might be surprising uh, in, the, in the context of what you might be expecting. But I think this is going to be very, very valuable for how you approach your marketing. All right. So if you have a pen and paper, you're definitely going to be wanting to take a couple notes here. Okay. So I want to, I want to make your understanding of marketing very simple. And I want to use what I'm about to share to you as the context for that in how we use social media, because social media is pretty much where everyone is. Um, but again, using social media in such a way that we talked about earlier, which is not the old way, but the new way, the smarter way. Okay. So here's, here's the first thing to consider is there are three types of traffic, right? We all want traffic. We're talking about social media traffic secrets, internal traffic, which is going to be like your email list as an example in your Facebook group. So that's, that's the first piece of the internal list. And the people who kind of know, like, and trust you a little bit. The second level is going to be referred traffic. So again, in the context of, hey, I've got uh, got a friend who I think would really enjoy working with you, a referral like that. Or it could be in the context of you create some type of affiliate partnership and you send an email to your list about someone else's thing. That's an example of referred traffic. It's not as warm not as no like and trusty as your internal list, but it has an endorsement behind it. So generally, it's going to be a little bit better converting than this third and final option, which is cold traffic. Okay, so cold is really people who have no clue you even exist, right? They're like, I don't know you. I never knew you existed. They're not not even on their radar, okay? These are the only three types of traffic there are internal, referred, and cold. Now, when it comes to getting them to say yes, getting them to say yes to something for free, like your webinar or your paid thing, your program, your coaching, okay? That's what I mean by getting them to say yes at any level, right? Free all the way to paid. It's going to be easier up here and harder down here. Does that make sense, guys? It doesn't mean it's easy and impossible. It's easier and harder. And I say that because as an example, a lot of our clients will deploy their perfect client pipeline and right away, they'll have people on their email list or their existing following go through it and become a client. And that's because those individuals 
were already up here and they were very warm and they kind of knew, like, and trusted them. And it's like, yeah, great. Like completely take, you know, use that, uh, that amazing asset you've built. That's the low hanging fruits. So when I put it as red, I mean, red is in temperature, not like, you know, avoid. So that's always going to be, you know, the warmest source of traffic. Referred again, I'll just give it a, a lukewarm kind of orange and colds. Let's give it a kind of an icy green. So when it comes to running your perfect client pipeline with cold traffic, understand that there's going to be a lot of this. I don't know. This guy doesn't have any hair. This actually, this morning, I had someone, I was just looking on uh, Facebook and they're like, ha ha ha, maybe you should put together a video on how to lose hair or something. I was like, really? Like if you knew me, you wouldn't say that stuff, right? So, you know, this is what I mean by when you're dealing with cold traffic, they don't even know who you are and they're just going to talk smack, okay? So generally there's more resistance, there's more walls put up, there's more skepticism, there's more, here we go again, Here's another one of those business guys, those marketers, another scammer, like insert whatever for your market, okay? So generally, it's going to be harder to convert them, but it's not impossible, okay? Because we've built HealthTurner on cold traffic and most of our clients have as well. Now, the one thing that I do want to mention here is that the biggest opportunity for all of your businesses, okay, the biggest opportunity for your businesses is... Right here? No, it's not. It's not. The biggest opportunity in terms of the scalability of your business is here. And that's because if you look at this triangle, just look at the volume of people at the top. You're going to have a select number of people. It's like the snow-capped mountain. There's a little bit of snow up here, but the base of the mountain is where the bulk of the volume is. And it's the same thing here. Just consider, let's say you have an email list of 5,000 people. How many people are on Facebook? 3 billion, right? So in context, your email, your internal list is tiny in comparison to the population. And even if it's not 3 billion people you might be able to serve, let's just call it 100,000. That's your target market. That's still massive in comparison to what you have internally. So the biggest opportunity is for you to understand, how can I put a message in front of people who've never heard of me and move them through a process where they get to know, like, and trust me and are willing to work with me? When you can crack that code, you've won the lottery, right? That's how you win in business. So in the context of that, when we look at your marketplace, okay? So when we look at any marketplace, whether it's people looking to lose weights or people who are in pain or people of low energy, there's five specific levels of that marketplace. And this is a concept that was, to my knowledge, brought to the forefront by one of the smartest marketers, advertisers, copywriters of all time, Eugene Schwartz. And this is known as the five levels of awareness, right? Or the levels of awareness of your marketplace. So, and I'll show you how this correlates with what we just talked about. So at the bottom, we have unaware. These are people who are not just unaware of you, but they're also unaware that they have a problem that needs solving. Okay. I'll come back to this. The second level from there are those who are problem aware. So they are aware that they have back pain. They're aware that they need to lose weight. Okay. The next level up from that is those who are solution aware. So they know they need to lose weight. They've been looking at different diets. They've tried different exercise programs. They're, you know, they're aware other things are out there. Okay. Above that, we have product aware. So what this essentially means in our case is that they are aware of specific products out there, maybe yours included. And then at the very, very top, we have most aware. And these 
So let me show you how this kind of starts to play in. So the most aware people are going to be generally the people up here. The most aware people are going to be the people on your email list. The people who said at some point in the past, I'm interested in your thing and let's you know take it from there. So the most aware is going to be generally the people who've engaged with you at some level. It could be your social following, like definitely your email list, etc. At the bottom, the unaware is going to be the cold audience. And in this case, they're possibly referred traffic as well, but we're not going to deal too much with referred. So colds in our in the context of this five-step pyramid, these five levels, is generally going to be unaware. So like I showed you above, the big opportunity for all of your business is to really focus on marketing that can tap into this segments of the awareness spectrum. And if you think about this from a numerical perspective, it makes sense. Because let's say you have a thousand people on your email list, right? The most aware, let's call this 1,000 people. The problem aware, unaware, let's just call this 100,000 people. And there's definitely an argument to be made that there's a lot of opportunity in the 1,000 for sure. And this is where nurture comes in and it takes time 1,000%. But what I want to share with you here in terms of being able to leverage and maximize what you do on social media, specifically with the use of your perfect client pipeline, is being able to tap into the the segment of the audience that doesn't know you exist, doesn't necessarily know they have a problem, or those that do understand they have a problem, okay? Now, there's one area where most marketing messages that at least that I've seen tend to live on Facebook. And it seems to be in here, product aware and solution aware. And it kind of makes sense because if you think of, let's just use weight loss as an example. Most people know what P90X is. Most people have tried a diet. Most people have seen the infomercials. And so they're aware of solutions and they're also aware of various products. And so what ends up happening is in our world of health, it's a very sophisticated marketplace. And what that means is that usually, and I want you to write this down, when there's a high level of sophistication, there's also a high level of skepticism because they've seen it all. They've heard all the promises. They've tried the stuff. Stuff hasn't worked out. Some did, but nothing lasted. And so what that means is we have to be able to speak to the conversation in people's minds if we're putting messaging out that is dealing at the solution-aware or product-aware level, right? And this is where empathy plays a huge role. And then entering that conversation from the perspective of like, listen, I understand you've seen all this stuff. I understand you've tried this and it hasn't worked. I understand X, Y, and Z. I've been through that myself. It automatically builds more know, like, and trust because now essentially what you're showing someone is... I get what you're going through. And if they feel understood by you, they're also going to feel you might have a solution for that because you understand what they're going through. So again, I'm speaking specifically at these two levels here. When a lot of our marketing is focused to individuals who are solution and product aware, there is something you definitely have to have in your marketing that's very important. Metro clients of ours, you know what this is. Actually, let me, a little pop quiz. What do you think is necessary at this level of messaging for your stuff to stand out? Just pop it into the chat. All right, so Iris is saying our story, how you're different, story, new discoveries, story, relate to them, testimonials, truth. All of that stuff is true. You guys are missing one thing, is your secret sauce, your proprietary process, right? It's how you do what you do. Because at that level, skepticism comes from a place of, I've seen this stuff already. When you introduce a new way of doing things, or at least positioned in a new way, all of a sudden, it triggers a piece of the part of the brain that is 
wired for novelty. And novelty equals, I want you to write this down, novelty equals hope. And people need hope because if a lot of stuff in the past didn't work, they're probably not feeling too hopeful. And that's where the skepticism comes from. But when you can introduce something new, now that novelty, when I say new, I mean your like our perfect client pipeline. That's our proprietary process. It's a new way that we've, at least in, in the way we've positioned it, of attracting clients and how we've positioned against you know some of the old methodologies. Now, there is a level of skepticism in the marketplace that's very sophisticated. And you're introducing something new. And therefore, you have to be able to forecast what are some of the objections, what are some of the skepticisms that people might have, and bring those up in your messaging. Because the most important thing in marketing today, and this has probably been the same since I've been online since 2006, is this. Believe a ability. All right. So what is the number one objection, the true number one objection all the time, the real objection? Let me know in the chat. If you're on the phone with someone and they say whatever, don't think this will work for me. It won't work for me. I don't think this is going to work. Lack of certainty. A lack of certainty is the opposite of believability. And part of that is because people don't know you yet. They don't like you. They don't trust you. And so if your marketing and your messaging is very hypey, it's going to create a huge amount of disbelievability. Being authentic and sharing your truth is massively important because everyone is looking for the truth, right? We don't want to make the wrong decision. We want to follow people who we resonate with, who seem like they would be the same person in person as if, you know, who we see online. And so it's always this balance of, you know, marketing has a bit of a bad rap because, you know, like in the world of direct response where you could send a, a mailer to someone's mailbox with a headline that says, open this envelope and lose 12 pounds by tomorrow, right? There's stuff out there like that. And it's very compelling because it brings people this sense of hope. And at the same time, there needs to be a massive amount of believability infused in that. Otherwise, it's just hyperbole. And now more than ever with social media, believability is so, so, so critical, right? So sharing your truth, speaking honest integrity type of messaging is like, if nothing else, even if you don't know how to write good copy, it doesn't matter. Just being able to speak your truth is so key. And this is why like when we speak to people about working with us, we don't tell them this is going to be easy. We tell them, in fact, you're probably not a good fit to work with us because it's going to be hard. And quite honestly, I don't know if you have what it takes. And if you tell people stuff like that, they're more receptive to hearing what it is you have to say because they know you're not just trying to sell them, right? And yeah, people don't believe in themselves. That's another big thing. But here's my take on that is if they don't believe in themselves, you're not going to make them believe in themselves. You have to challenge them to become the better version of themselves. You're like, listen, if you don't believe in yourself, here's an opportunity to take the step in the right direction to maybe make that happen. I can't promise you that this is going to work right? Whatever this is for you. What I can promise you is I'm going to be with you every step of the way. Is it going to be hard? You better believe it. It's going to be the hardest thing you ever do, but it's going to be hard either way. It's going to be, it's going to be hard if you do this by yourself. It's going to be hard if you do this with me. We're going to make more sense to have a Sherpa, a guide, a coach, an accountability partner who's there to lift you up every single time you fall down. Did you learn how to drive by yourself? Probably not. Did you learn how to ride a bike by yourself? Probably not. So the more you can infuse believability into your messaging, the more you're going to find people say things like, I don't know, like there's something about this person. I just like, I trust them or I feel like I feel connected to their message or there's something truthful about that. And that's, that's really important, Ken. And this doesn't mean that you should vanilla down your messaging so you don't get any hate or whatever, because you're still going to get, okay? So I just wanted to address that 
within the middle spectrum of the marketplace, because this is really a greater percentage of the marketplace when it comes to health, wellness, and fitness. So as I mentioned, the biggest opportunity for scale is at the bottom. Now I'm going to give you guys a little bit of math here, and I'm going to make this as easy to understand as possible. We have letter A, and letter A is how much is one client's worth to you. Okay. So how much is a client worth to you? So if, if you charge $500, they're worth $500 to you. Let's just, we won't worry about the lifetime value. Let's just worry about in the context of what we're doing here in terms of a coaching program, it's usually going to be, you know, a higher price point for a fixed amount of time. B is now that you know that, how much are you willing, keyword is willing to spend for one client? If you understand these two questions, you understand the premise of marketing and growing your business. And what I'm going to share with you here is very specific to coaching, service-based stuff, higher price points. Uh, I'm not going to get into lower price point stuff because I think the conversation takes a, a bit of a different direction, which I don't think would serve you guys. But more or less, it's the same. So let me give you three scenarios. How you, how fast you scale your business. When I look at you know the example of Ryan Cole, Going from negative 40,000 to $1.5 million per month, less than nine months later, how does that happen? Well, here's how this happens, guys, okay? Now, I want you to think about this. There are three levels in terms of how aggressive you want to grow. So level one, I'll just call this L1. We'll call this amateur hour. No disrespect to anyone in the room who's doing amateur hour, but it's the reality. Amateur hour says... Uh, I have a client who is worth X and I am willing, sorry, and that client must be more valuable, infinitely more valuable than what I'm willing to spend to acquire that client. And in some cases, I'm willing to spend nothing other than my time, my effort, and my own energy. This is the old model we talked about. I'm hoping to get clients by cranking out content for the end of time, thinking that's free, but it's not, okay? So this is what I'm talking about with amateur hour. Like it's a side hustle type of business. Level two, and this is how level two looks in our context, is what I call leveraged scale. Just want to jump in real quick. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. I realized that I talk about the perfect client pipeline a lot. And if you're wondering to yourself, Yuri, you keep alluding to this thing, but what exactly is it? How does it work? How can it help me grow my coaching business or virtual health practice? And that's a very valid question because even when I speak with people, I ask them if they watch the masterclass and a lot of times they're like, no, I haven't seen it. So if you are wondering how it all works, if you want to know how this simple four-step business model has helped more than 1,300 and counting of our clients who are all health practitioners and coaches generate more than $217 million in their businesses without spending all their time on social media, without sending DMs, without doing launches, without building fancy websites, if you want to know exactly how it all works and if you want to see case studies that show the proof that it actually works, then let me hook you up. You can go over to my Instagram profile, at healthpreneur on Instagram, or you can just type into your browser healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash 217. So 217, the actual numbers. If you type that in or that same link will be on my Instagram profile, click on that. It'll take you over to the page where you can register to watch the masterclass and then just go through it and you'll have a really good idea of exactly how we help our clients build their businesses using the perfect client pipeline. So once again, that is healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash 217 or go to my Instagram bio at healthpreneur on Instagram and click the link in my bio. I'll see you there and let's get back to the show. And leverage scale in our context 
right? So where you have a higher price program is going to be where the worth or the value of one client is going to be greater than what you are willing to pay for that client. But it doesn't need to be like ridiculously greater. Like you're willing to invest some money to get a client because you know that client's worth more. And so typically in our world, for most of you guys, we think, you know, three or five to one is a good place to be, right? So you're spending $1, you make three to five in return. If you can do this and you can't, you can scale to the end of time, right? Because why do you need to budget if you can spend $1, make three or five in return? And then the third and final level, we'll call this monster scale. And in this case, the value of a client is equal to what you are willing to pay to acquire a client or even less than what you're willing to pay to acquire a client. So I remember if any of you guys were around when Ryan joined, I remember his first post in the group was a celebration post saying, I'm so pumped. We we are uh, we spent $14,000 on Facebook ads in the past two weeks and we've generated no revenue, but we have close to 300 calls on the calendar. And when he posted that, I was like, this guy gets this. They're going to go crazy. Because what he understood is that they were willing to invest money up front to acquire future clients. Now, the nice thing about his business and all of your businesses for that matter is I'm not saying you're going to spend $5,000 to acquire a $2,000 client, right? And the world of supplements, which I'm not getting into here or lower price stuff, the monster scale is very important. You have to be willing to spend $100 to attract a $50 customer. That's a very real reality for that world. We don't have to play there because we have higher price points. We have more margin. So I do not suggest you do this. In fact, all of our clients basically live in level two. If you have a $2,000 program, you should be okay spending a certain amount of money to acquire one client. Because if you do, then you rinse and repeat over and over and over and over again. And that is how you create scale. Okay, so why is this important? What does this have to do with social media traffic? And how do we tie this into the big opportunity at the bottom of the pyramid that I we just talked about? Well, the big opportunity is this, guys. In the world of marketing, there's a famous saying, which is the following. He or she who can spend the most money to acquire a client wins. He or she or the business that's able to spend the most, not the least, the most amount of money to acquire a client wins. Let me show you why this happens. So let's just say that we have, let me let me give you this analogy. Imagine you're at an auction, okay? You're at one of those auctions and you have the person in the front of the room with the podium and the, the, the hammer or whatever it is. And they're like, okay, we have the car up here. It's going for, uh, you know, $5,000. Do I hear, oh, I've got $7,000 in the back, $10,000, $20,000. That's an auction, right? Now, who wins the auction? The person who's willing to spend the most for the thing, right? That's exactly how advertising works. That's exactly how if you're running Facebook ads, YouTube ads, Google ads, it's all the same. It's known as an auction-based platform. So he or she who's able to, who's willing and able to spend the most for a client will win. And here's why this is so important. This is why you guys have an upper edge when you are charging premium prices is that in your specific niches, weight loss, energy, pain, guess what most people are charging? Guess what most people are selling? They're selling $49 supplements. They're selling the $100 course. And here you come with a $2,000 program. Now, let's say that we know that advertising is only getting more expensive, right? It's It was cheaper 10 years ago than it is now. And it's also cheaper now than it will be in 10 years. So this is why pricing is so important, guys, is let's say you're competing in the same marketplace, right? And you're speaking to that bottom piece of the pyramid who have no clue who you are. But here you are with a really compelling message that you're like, you know what? Here's my target audience. 
you know, we've got a great program on the back end. It's $2,000. And, you know, you have competitor one, even though they're not the same thing, but there's, you know, advertising to the same people. And here's you. Well, guess what happens? Do you think you have more runway to keep your ads running longer than someone at $49? Yeah. So that person's going to have to bow out. They're going to say, you know what? The most I'm willing to spend for a lead is 50 cents. I can't spend more than that. You're like, I'll spend five bucks. I don't care. You win because you're willing to spend more for that lead. They're like, well, I, I can't spend more than $150 for a customer. And they have, they're selling something for $100 and then they have a whole upsell flow. But you're like, yeah, I'll spend $500. It's all good. So keep our ads running. And Facebook is going to be like, okay, well, let's we're going to move this $2,000 person all the way to the top of the auction because they're willing to spend more continuously because it makes sense for your business because you can do so. And that is how, this is how, so guys, when we talk about getting traffic on social media, it's not about posting all day long on Instagram, right? I mean, you could play that game if you want to, but I don't think it's a smart move. The smarter move is using leverage like this, where you're thinking like an investor, not a doer. You create the system, you put some money, you prime the system with some money that you get to Facebook, and maybe it's 15, 20 bucks a day, right? But here's a, here's a typical scenario. You spend 600 bucks a month, okay? So $20 a day. You bring in 200 leads, $3 per lead. And let's say three people book a call, okay? Now, this doesn't always happen like this. Maybe it's 600 bucks you get zero calls booked, which can happen, right? Which is part of the process. You learn and you make things better. But what happens if one of those calls enrolls at $2,000? So you have one out of three says yes, equals $2,000 minus $600 spend. You're now $1,400 profit. No one knows who you are. You don't have a huge following. You don't need to be on Dr. Oz. None of this stuff matters. All that matters is you put a message in front of the right people and you use math and psychology, which are the two components of good marketing, to move those people through a pipeline to the outcome you can help them achieve. And these numbers don't make sense if you're selling something for a hundred bucks because you can't play, you can't stay in the game long enough to keep playing the game. So let me come back up here. So when we talk about the biggest opportunity is this cold audience, the people who don't know you, right? The slit, the problem aware and unaware. Then the question is, okay, well, like how do I get a message in front of people who don't know they have a problem or don't even know about me? The number one thing we are all competing for, the number one currency is attention. Uh, attention. Some people do that by posting uh, stuff on Instagram manually. What I'm suggesting to you is you use this system. You think like an investor. You think of Facebook as your blog, as your YouTube channel, as your Instagram, and you allow the system of Facebook's advertising algorithm genius to put, let's say, one or two Facebook ads in front of the audience that you want to serve 24-7. 24-7. And so what this allows you to do is to dominate any space requires time and it requires consistent exposure. And in order for that to happen, you have to be in the game long enough to keep playing. And that's the beautiful piece. That's just one of the many benefits of being able to charge a higher price point. But again, the higher price point is always coming with a higher level of service and outcome for the clients. Okay, so that's a given. Okay, but here's the benefit to you guys is you're able to eventually over time dominate your market because you're willing to stay in the market longer through the acquisition channels we're talking about. You can always get your money back, you can never get your time back, right? So let's say you spent 600 bucks next month and you had no money back. That's okay, because the next month after that, you might, but you'll never get the hours and hours and hours back that you spend on social media or blogging away, okay, or doing whatever other stuff. The difference here is we're building a system and the system over time is gonna work for you. And when you kind of figure out those little nuances and you move those levers in different ways, all of a sudden, it's beautiful. We've been running this pipeline for our business for the past 
five and a half years, we have not had a single week of negative ROI. So it's either been one-to-one or more every single week for five and a half years. And when I say build a real business, a real business, if you went to the bank and they said, how are you, what's your business plan? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to post uh, some dancing videos on, on Instagram reels. They'd be like, are you for real? Like that's your business plan. Um, well, no, like, I mean, I get word of mouth too. They're like, really? You want us to give you money and that's your business plan? Versus if you went, and I'm not saying you have to work for a bank or an investor to get money, but I'm just, you know, work with me for a second. If you went to the bank and you said, they said, okay, what's your business plan? Or here's my business plan. We run ads on Facebook. We drive people to a training that informs them and documents and pre-qualifies them to work with us. And here's our data. Over the past couple of months, we spent X number of dollars. We generated this number of leads. We know that this number of leads converts into calls. And we know that based on our performance, this number of calls converts into clients. Therefore, if we spend $10,000, we make $75,000 in return. We can rinse and repeat all day long. Now they're like, huh, all right, this sounds interesting. This sounds like a real business. So this is what I want to encourage you guys to think about is build your business like a real business. We're not asking you to spend 10, 15, $20,000 a month at least, but I am asking you to invest in your marketing and you don't need a budget because when you spend X number of dollars and make X plus two or five or whatever it is, you can do that forever. Budgets are for people who don't know what they're doing. So if you don't know what you're doing, don't spend money on ads, right? But with the right guidance, the right system, it's the smartest thing for you to do. Successful people understand that money is cheap and time is expensive. So the secret to getting an endless flood of clients from social media is learning how to pay to acquire them at a profit. And if you can't do that, you will always be at the mercy of your time, effort, and sweat equity forever. That's There's no way around it, guys. No way around it. You have to understand both sides of the equation and choose one, right? Whichever makes the most sense for you. But I think we've looked at burnout and slow growth as two things that I don't think most of us want. So let me finish with this. How do we tap into the unaware? How do we tap into the cold audiences who don't know who you are from Tom, Betty, or Sue? Two ways. Number one way, the most effective way, is through story. Why stories? Well, stories... They, they fly under the radar, right? Using a, a aviation analogy. Everyone's on the lookout for, you know, all right, here's another scammer. Here's another whatever. Stories are a very under the radar way of getting people to pay attention for a moment because it's them seeing themselves through your story when it's done properly. So it pulls people in. It allows for empathy and resonance. It's not about you'd be like, click here for 10% off. It's not about any of that stuff. That's like most aware type of stuff, if at all. And it allows for the introduction of a problem that they may not even have been aware of. And it allows the, the story essentially meets people where they're at, you telling the story of you or a client or whatever, and they see themselves through that story. They, on that journey, then start to see and unravel how there could be a problem that may have just been an inkling, but now you've shown them that it's actually a little bit more severe than maybe what they thought. Let me give an example. So when I wrote The All Day Energy Diet back in 2014, it became a number two New York Times bestseller. One of my hooks, one of the ways I brought this message to the market, because selling energy is not quantifiable, right? It's intangible. So I needed to come up with a way to really get people who are not aware of the fact that low energy was a problem for it to become a problem, because it is. Because I lost my hair when I was 17 to an autoimmune condition. And what I didn't realize was that for 16 years previous to that, I was exhausted all the time. So as I talk about in the book is low energy is a warning sign that something far more dangerous is brewing underneath the surface. So when I told that story in the context of an email or a Facebook ad or a video, all of a sudden I introduced a topic like low energy that people are like, ah, I'm just getting old. And I'm like, hold on, are you just getting old? Or is there some volcanic eruption underneath the surface about to come up? 
And I shared my story, which all of a sudden is like, holy shit, what if that's true? And now I got their attention to take the next step. So I moved them from completely unaware to now problem aware. And now we can move them through that process. Does that make sense, guys? So the use of stories is, and this is the reason why, like with all of our Facebook ad training, most of our Facebook ads are story-based because they are the most effective. The second way to tap into the unaware is through what's known as a proclamation type of ad. A proclamation type of ad is something like the end of brick and mortar practices, exclamation mark. It's a very bold statement that's slightly polarizing, but inherently might have some truth within it. What this does is it stops people in their tracks and it gets them, again, it's going to create a bit of polarity. It's like, oh, you're full of whatever. But if you can segue into a really logical slash emotional sequence of, of messaging of words where the person's like, huh, what if there's some truth to this? How do I learn more about and then you invite them to a webinar where you explain more, all of a sudden you've tapped into a completely unaware market, right? So this is when we talk with your Facebook ad audiences, guys. That's why sometimes your broad audiences can be the most powerful. You know, you don't necessarily have to target people who like Lululemon. Because if you can get into, like if you were to target people who like Lululemon, let's just call it 10 million people. If you can target broad women across the US, let's call that 150 million. If you can make your advertising work to 150 million people because your messaging and the way that we're talking about here becomes more compelling, all of a sudden you tap into the unaware and you move them up the pyramid. And typically you'll spend less instead of having Facebook be like, all right, uh, this they have to like this and this, and they also have to like this and this, you're going to spend a fortune in layering. So to bring it all full circle, how we get an infinite amount of traffic from social media is not by posting on social media. It's by creating a system that's leveraged, that is a combination of the right messaging that taps into the right awareness of your audience and is able to Im- in- incorporate elements of empathy, of believability, of introducing novelty in terms of you are offering some type of new solution that they've not heard of before. And at the same time, be able to use story or proclamations, like I just mentioned, but mostly story. And you're able to continually share those over and over and over and over again, because you're allowing your investments in those ads to run for you 24-7 because you know that for every, in this case, $600, you make $2,000 in return. Now, again, that's not the math that's going to ha- be all the time. It might be $600 bucks to make 1000 might be $600 bucks to make nothing. And then the next month, you spend 2000 to make 10000 Hopefully, at the point. This is how you build a real business. And the beautiful thing is that once this is set up, it's set up. And the only thing you do, as I mentioned earlier, is you jump on the phone with people. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me in today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have, here's what I'd love for you to do next, is if you're not already subscribed to The Health Burner Show, go ahead and hit that button wherever you're listening to this to make sure you do not miss a single episode coming your way. And while you're at it, why not leave a rating or review? It would mean a lot to me. And here's why. Because I lay in bed awake at night wondering, are you enjoying this show? Do you get a lot of value out of this? And I never really know until I hear from you. All kidding aside, I would really appreciate a rating or review because as you know, the more people know about this show, the more people we can help and your ratings and reviews make a huge difference. So thanks for hanging out with me once again and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.